I wrote this just for you, baby. what she said Ev. welcome to episode four of rewind that part podcast i am your host garrett yeah i won't say my full name i mean if you're listening you probably know that so no need for me to reiterate but welcome to episode four uh this is a review of basketball wives yes i know what you're saying basketball wives is still on in 2023 i know i can't believe it myself and i'm talking about it but this uh, first little episode was cute, so I figured I would uh, give it a little little review, a little touch on. Um, Evelyn is back after last season, of uh, the last like three seasons, but particularly last season was abysmal, awful, rotten. Um, I think their ratings were like in the 200, 300,000. So um, yeah, Lysandra or Shawnee went back to the drawing board. Uh, and she called in, you know, her her resident star player. And Evelyn definitely, her presence was felt this episode, much needed. Um, this is Basketball Wives, I'm guessing L.A., we're calling it L.A. I don't know if we're, they rotate between just Basketball Wives and Basketball Wives L.A. Uh, this is the Jackie Christie franchise. Jackie's, you know, the one that's been there since day one. She's one of the... Uh, eldest basketball wives too i don't i don't know any public ones more than oh well cookie cookie uh johnson uh cookie jackie and shawnee are the main basketball wives i've ever really known of. oh and juanita jordan but um for the purposes of the show jackie is this the senior member here so this is her franchise uh this episode was pretty decent uh again I've peeked in on their last couple ones, and they were just a bore and put me to sleep, but I thought this one was really good. Uh, again, Evelyn Lozada is back. That may disgruntle some viewers. That may make some viewers happy, depending on your taste in reality TV. But for the sake of the mess, I thought it was great. Uh, Evelyn, you know, she knows what to turn on for the camera. Uh, the episode, so let's just get into the episode. The episode starts with... Uh, Brooke doing a photo shoot, which was really good. Brooke, Brooke is gorgeous. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think she has an affiliation with a basketball player, but she's kind of just been one of those people on the show who just makes for good TV. She's aesthetically pleasing. She's friendly with everybody. So I don't mind Brooke. I liked her, um, obviously in her initial season, but, uh, she's been good ever since. She looks gorgeous. She mentions her divorce um, and her daughter passing. I like that she kind of just mentioned that, but it's not like her main focal point. Uh, doesn't seem like it's going to be for the season. Um, so she yeah, she touched on that, which I 
she thinks she really deserves kudos for even being on TV after that because I feel like she probably needs like a year or two of, of therapy just away from the world. But um, Mama got bills to pay, so can't fault her for that and appreciate her transparency in that. Uh, then we go to Jennifer, who's shopping for lingerie. Now, this scene was weird. Uh, Jennifer Jennifer looks cute, by the way. Jennifer always dresses cute. Whatever you want to say about Jennifer, she's always put together, like, since she's been on television. Uh, but she was shopping for lingerie in this scene. And I guess they want us to believe she was calling her boyfriend, her new boyfriend. I, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be a phone call or a voicemail because we never actually heard his voice. But we heard her, like, towards the end, she was like, okay, love you. Which I don't, I, I assume that that meant that this was supposed to be like her leaving a voicemail, but leaving a voicemail while you're shopping for lingerie just seems weird, but whatever. Uh, then we go to Jackie in her Airbnb. Obviously, Jackie doesn't live in LA anymore. She lives in Sacramento, but uh, VH1 is, or MTV, I don't know which one are they on, VH1. VH1 is willing to uh, supplement Jackie's Airbnb to keep her on the show. Um, like they did Malaysia, but Malaysia was living in Atlanta, so she got tired of coming back and forth. I do have to say Malaysia's presence wasn't really missed on this. I don't know. I don't have anything against Malaysia, but I just didn't, I felt like it was time for her to go and she left last season, but I didn't really feel like her presence was really missed on this one. I'm sure if it does good, she's going to want to come back, but in this episode, I didn't particularly feel like, um, her presence was really necessary. Uh, then we're introduced to the bill collector, as we, as we heard in that um, opening sound by Vanessa. I'm guessing her last name is Ryder. Vanessa Ryder. She's married to Isaiah Ryder. Uh, and she's coming over to help Jackie lose weight. Now, she herself doesn't give me ultra fitness in shape, but I guess she's thinner than Jackie, so maybe... That's, you know, the the prerequisites for training someone else to lose weight. She has a very um, racially ambiguous look, you know, like she could be Asian or Hispanic and white or something, you know, a combination mix. But and she has these Betty Page bangs and wig on. Uh, she's interesting looking. She's a table shaker. We can tell she already comes in with like, you know wearing her badge of honor of being a wife, whatever that, you know, whatever clout that gives you, but she wears her proud badge of being a cheated on wife. And she talks about how her husband cheated during the pandemic. Now I thought that was interesting. Like he didn't cheat, you know, most of these women come on and they'd be like, Oh, when we first got together, oh, when we first met, he was such a cheater. No, she said he cheated during the pandemic. And this is within 14 years of marriage. So I was like, oh, interesting. So we know why you're on the show. I'll give it two or three seasons before a divorce announcement. But nonetheless, we meet her. She's been married for 14 years. Uh, apparently, she discovered her husband was cheating because she did the ball test. I don't know if that's smelling the balls or filling the balls, but she did the ball test and she also planted cameras in his car. And so she discovered, um, discovered he was cheating. Then we see, we go to Evelyn and Shanice in the park. Uh, this was a filler scene. I mean, Evelyn kind of does her scenes with Shanice every season, 
they do- they brought up the Jennifer stuff and what she said about uh, what she said about Shanice and blah blah blah. I'm I'm hoping this is the closure of that and we're not gonna revisit that because it's just old. It's tired. Either either they're gonna be fr- either her and Jen are gonna be friends or they're not. Um, but we've been going back and forth since Evelyn ran across the boardroom table up ten years ago. So. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I would rather them be friends than be enemies. I think it gets really uncomfortable when they're enemies because Jen is like, Jen is a silent shit talker. So then when she's confronted, she doesn't really know what to do. She doesn't know what to say, but deny it. And that just doesn't make great TV for me. So I don't like seeing them as adversaries. I more prefer them as friends. But Evelyn lets us know she's still married to LaVon from, um, what was that show? The Queen's Court. Um, in the beginning of the year that was on Peacock with her, Tamar, and Nivea. Uh, excuse me. She's apparently still with dude uh, that was she was with him on there. I mean, that she got engaged to on there. Uh, as we just saw recently, Tamar and her dude um, broke up. I don't feel like meeting someone on a reality show and like running to engagement is beneficial to anybody. I know in this society, it's like, the pressure to get married and you have to be married but you're just not gonna meet somebody on a television show and want to be engaged and married to them within a year i don't think personally now if you met somebody in real life and y'all just happen to get to know each other and you know you're locked in that fast that's one thing but the pressures of a tv show and like fulfilling your contractual obligations of being with this person for the sake of the show well um, then we see that Jackie meets again with Vanessa for lunch, Vanessa, the bill collector for lunch. Um, and that's where she disclosed that she didn't think so. It wasn't in the original scene. It was in that scene. Uh, and Vanessa brings up the wife hierarchy of being a basketball wife, which I find so interesting. Like some women really wear being a wife is like. Uh, a badge of honor, a hierarchical, you know, position in life. Like no matter how bad you've been cheated on, no matter how bad you've been abused, no matter how many kids you reproduce that he has nothing to do with. At least I'm a wife. At least, at least I can call myself a wife. That's such a like, I don't know. I guess it's a title that you can like sleep and hold when you, when you go to sleep at night that makes you feel better about yourself. I don't know. She brings up the wife hierarchy, though, and how Jackie's at the top. Jackie is loving this. She's salivating at being, you know, having her ego stroked of being the top of the wife hierarchy. Um, Again, like I said, I think Cookie Cookie Johnson might be a little bit higher, but uh, Vanessa, you know, basically strokes Jackie's ego, which Jackie loves. Um... Then we do see Jennifer with her new man. I guess this is the man she left the voicemail to. Well, I don't guess. It is her new man she left the voicemail to or was supposed to be talking to in the lingerie store. He's interesting. Um, You know, he gives scammer vibes. We know Jennifer loves a scammer. We know Jennifer loves somebody to milk her her money dry. We know she loves a a wide hip, uh, sassy, spicy man like Tim. uh, Sweetie Pie's Tim. So this just seems like another, people are saying it seems put on for the show, but I think that Jennifer is one of those women who genuinely needs a man or needs friends to like feel 
validated. So, you know, she's talking to him. He's, I hate when men come on these shows and they have conversations with sunglasses on and it's like, it, it, it subliminally undermines whatever the women, women, woman is talking to them about. But she's basically telling him about her friendship with Evelyn and how she hopes they move forward. Their chemistry, I wrote their chemistry is giving performative, but whatever makes Jen happy, if that's what she likes. Uh, then we go to Jackie and Evelyn meeting for coffee, which is interesting. If you think back to when Evelyn first came back on this show and her and Jackie having that little conflict and Jackie called her daughter a, a, a whore and all that other stuff. She's not nearly as mad at Jackie as Jennifer, but I think that that's because Jackie didn't take her shit. You know, Evelyn, I feel like is one of those girls that if you stand up to her, y'all can kind of get along. So her and Jackie... Um, and you can tell she genuinely respects Jackie and they have a genuine friendship. So, uh, it was a cute little scene. Like I, I, I was like, okay, they seem like they really like each other. Uh, Jen, Evelyn says she doesn't have a problem with Jen. Jackie doesn't know if she doesn't have a problem with Jen. Cause remember at their last reunion, Jen said something about, uh, you know, Jackie notably returns her clothes and she's on watch in a bunch of, uh, a bunch of stores, computer systems for uh, returning shit. Um, I said, you can tell Evelyn respects Jackie. They discuss Vanessa and Evelyn says uh, she's friends with Amy. So this is the connection with uh, this. Is the, Vanessa is coming to collect Amy's bill from Ev from Evelyn. So that's her problem with her. Amy is Carl, the baseball player's first baby mama. Um, although Evelyn says she doesn't want to call her his first baby mama because they're in a good place. They co-parent together well, so she doesn't want to refer to her as that. Um, and then Ev discusses living. Oh, she just, Jackie tells her about all this stuff. Vanessa told her about the ball check and, you know, planning cameras. And Evelyn is just like, you know, if you have to do that, why be in a relationship? Which I agree with. Like, again, for the title, for the sake of being called a wife, girl, you're willing to put up with whatever to the point that you have to sniff your man's balls and put cameras in his car just to hold on to that title, which I can respect. I think that Evelyn also has to like admit the fact that she doesn't want to be a wife and that's okay. Like obviously the show is called Basketball Wives, so the pressure to be a wife is on the cast, but I just think Evelyn is one of those kind of women who sees niggas for who they are and she's not compelled to just be a wife for the sake of being a wife. But um and we'll kind of see that later in the season because Levon appears on the show. Uh then Vanessa meets with Jen and she Jen seems very uncomfortable. You can tell that somebody prepped Jen before this and told her they were gonna be shit talking Evelyn because she is like she is on pins and needles and making sure to say all the right things. Uh, Vanessa brings up again her issue with Evelyn. And Jen is just kind of like being hesitant but engaging. And she says, because um, you know her ex. And Jen says, which one? Now, I thought this was funny because it was supposed, like Jen said that in a shady way. Like Evelyn has a roster of exes, which I guess you could say she does. But Jen has a roster of exes too. And her roster of exes, including Tim from Sweetie Pies, the scammer who scammed her with a Nene Tell Charade, the scammer who scammed you, uh, the scammer who scammed her out that Range Rover. 
uh, Eric Williams, who threw water in her face. And I mean, that was that was the nicest thing he did. We saw him basically drag her through the mud throughout those first seasons of Basketball Wife. But I was just like, Jen, cool it on the which one, because your roster X's is not. I'll take Evelyn's over yours besides the head butter. Um, Vanessa then explains the Amy situation. She says that Evelyn was a homewrecker and how Amy held Carl down for 12 years. I mean, again, holding somebody down, the wife title, all these arbitrary badges that mean nothing. Like, I feel like these women love throwing, they like, they love throwing dicks like darts at the wall. Like, as I had the dick before you. I held the dick down 12 years. It's my dick. It's It's mine. How dare you? Dick, 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 dick. Like, it's not even the man or the marriage itself. It's the dick that these bitches are, like, so <laughs> enamored with. But nonetheless, Amy held him down for 12 years. I don't know whatever that means. I'd love to know who's holding him down now after all the Megan the Stallion stuff. But Amy held him down for 12 years. Um, that's when Vanessa said they call her the bill collector and Griselda. And she makes you know, some kind of veiled threats of being a black widow and bringing chaos to bitches' lives and how the dude that her dude, the lady that her dude was cheating with, she basically ran off into witness protection and some more other shit. So I don't, she's still holding on to the wife title and no issues with the man, but uh, she was bragging about running that bitch into changing her name and some more, some more nonsense. Um... Then we see Jan and Brooke meet for a spa day. They both look amazing. Their skin is so beautiful, so brown. Just I enjoyed this scene just for the aesthetics of it. Um, you could tell Brooke really likes being Evelyn's friend because she's like Jennifer was. Jennifer didn't want to tell Evelyn because they're not quite friends again to that point. But she tells Brooke with the intent of it getting back to Evelyn. Um, and Brooke just seems, you know, Evelyn is her girl. She's very defensive about that. Uh, and then we see Jen saying she's in love. She's telling Brooke how she's in love. And Brooke doesn't buy it. And was like, this sounds like deja vu again. Because like I said, Jennifer has a roster of exes herself. And she'd be ready to marry him after a day. Uh, so then... Oh, Jen tells her about what Vanessa said with the hopes of it getting back to Evelyn, which obviously it will. Um, and then we get to this party that Brooke is throwing for Evelyn. It's like a welcome back to the group party where the shit's going to hit the fan. So we see, we meet Jaciel. It's J-A-C apostrophe I-E-L. Um, she's from Mississippi. Uh, and she's actually engaged to a WNBA player, which is long overdue. I'm glad they did that. She, I don't know, she had a good energy. I liked her vibe. She's very pretty. Um, and she's very, like, open about her sexuality and being with a woman. So I thought that that was cool. So uh, her wife is Natasha Howard, or her fiance is Natasha Howard. Um, I wrote she favors and sounds like Glorilla. She, 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 remind, she was giving me some Glorilla vibes. Then Brittany Renner arrives. Um, she's the ex of, well, she's more known for her antics on social media and all her uh, 
you know, sexual endeavors, I guess you could say, the athletes and men that she slept with. She most recently did an interview with, I think, Shannon Sharp, was it? And she admitted that she slept with 35 minutes. I don't know, something we didn't need to know. But uh, she, I didn't even know she had a kid with a basketball player named PJ Washington. They blurred his face out. So it was a Royce Reed, Dwight Howard energy. We, we're not even showing y'all his face, even though you can Google this picture. But uh, we can see he's light-skinned with tattoos, but that's all we can see. Um her and Evelyn have followed each other on social media for years. They're friendly. Something about her, though, felt like some of the some some social media personalities, for whatever reason, they're so whatever on social media. But then on TV, like it just doesn't translate. Something about her just doesn't translate for me. Like there's a there's an awkwardness there of like, and I feel like you get this with a lot of social media personalities of this generation where they have these big boisterous personalities online but then when they're forced to be on TV or when they're around people with real boisterous personalities they kind of default to the back um, now in the Orlando episode one we saw Neek who everybody is liking and loving but I felt like Neek was much more comfortable on camera she was much more just you know in herself as a person whereas this Brittany Renner I kind of feel like she's really she's gonna be somebody who can say a lot in confessionals but in scenes she's just not even there but her and Evelyn are friendly they've been friends for a while on social media and Evelyn says she wants to take her under her wing um, because she reminds her of her younger self um then we get to Brooke telling Evelyn, as we saw, as we heard in the opening clip, uh, about the bill collector. So apparently, Vanessa has some type of problem with you because you have attacked her family in some sort of a way. I'm not really sure what the attack was. I don't even know her or her family. What is that? I don't know. Um, she said that she's the bill collector. Oh, is she? Uh huh. She's here to collect. Oh, so <laughs> you can just see the, 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 the light go on in Evelyn's eyes of, you know, what this is going to produce. Um, and I just have to say, Evelyn is just she is a personality. You know, when she the mess is brought to her, you know, you're going to get a scene. You know, she's going to that vein in her forehead is going to pop up. Some some banji yelling is coming. It's just uh, whether you love or hate Evelyn, she <laughs> she is reality TV gold. Like her and Tammy, as much as they don't like each other, they're so similar because you know if a bitch comes on here and says something about them, oh you you gonna get the scene that you want. You gonna get the smoke you want. So um, Brooke tells her about that. Then we get into Vanessa versus Evelyn. Um, and Vanessa says some sort of understanding as far as what happened I don't really appreciate you know home records home records so let me just say this you need to update your software because we are 10 years past whatever happened what I don't appreciate is you calling me a home record because 
that's what she doesn't appreciate, uh, Bill Collector. So, uh, and Evelyn held her own in this scene, you know, but Vanessa did as well. I will say Vanessa is a table shaker. You could tell she's a woman of a particular age, so she's not like, she's not so easily, what am I trying to say? Like her and Evelyn, you can tell they're in the same age range. And when people in the same age range argue, it's like there's not a, a bullying factor there or there's not like a, you know, somebody's just going to steamroll the other person. So I felt like this was a good, they made a good, they had a good adversarial chemistry. And Vanessa was dead set on vocalizing her issues with Evelyn as stupid and pointless as they may be. Um, and Jackie was just, Jackie was my favorite in this scene because she was just sitting over there talking about, uh, this is gone to hell, you guys. <laughs> Jackie loves the mess and she wasn't, she wasn't part of curating this mess. She was just a bystander. So Jackie was loving it. And I, I loved watching Jackie in this scene, but Vanessa had more to say. No, I knew that he was having a baby. He was honest with me. He was like, listen, I'm having a baby with my ex. Vanessa felt this way about Evelyn, I absolutely would have left her off the invite list. <laughs> Honey, if you're going to be around me, girl, if we I'm have to not going to be around you. Oh. I don't need to try with you. What I'm not going to allow for you to do is come into this situation trying to paint a picture of me that is not true. Vanessa, you have been introduced to Evelyn, and that bitch don't play no games. You're actually embarrassing. Yeah, right, Evelyn. No, you you're not going to do a one-sided <laughs> narrative. It's not a one-sided. I'm years ago. on my side. Exactly 10 okay. years of our children are 10. Right. We've moved on. I'm engaged in a whole other relationship. Right, because every time something gets sticky, you hop Every time something gets sticky, you hop into an, on another situation. That's what she ended up saying. But Evelyn said, "You no, you use your brain, bitch. <laughs> when that Bronx comes out of Evelyn, boy, oh boy, I tell you, it's so, so banshee, so reckless, so ratchet. It's I love it. <laughs> uh, but they look there; they have their little spat or whatever. Uh, and then we see the preview for the entire season, which it looks really good. Um, Evelyn is another. There's another scene we can't see who she's talking to, but she has on a, a Gucci blazer and she's yelling. She says, "I'm something cause she with my son." And you know, again, <laughs> more ratchet Evelyn. Then we see a fight. Looks like that breaks out in a club. It looks like somebody tries to fight Jen, and Evelyn ends up snatching their wig off. I'm guessing it's the girl who's been talking on social media, and who. Uh, if you saw, there was a clip of her and Jennifer fighting in a restaurant and they were arguing and yelling at each other. Um, whoever she is, we haven't met her yet, but whoever she is, she's going to come in shaking the tables too, which I don't mind. I like the casting of this show. like, And I think Real Housewives of Atlanta could take notes from this where they have four or five original people and then they're going to, then they bring in four or five new people. Like, so then it's two clicks meshing together rather than trying to force one person into a group of friends and either nobody from the group is giving them anything so they're just there or 
they just can't penetrate the group at all. Whereas with this, I feel like there was a lot, you know, with Evelyn or Jackie, you're gonna get that you're gonna get something back from them. So overall, I gave this episode a on a scale of one to ten, I would give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. Maybe a nine. I thought it was good. I thought it had it was compared Based on where they came from last season, I thought this season was... I mean, I thought this episode was really good. Uh, again, I will... Uh, the first episode of Orlando was okay. Um, I wasn't really, like, you know, invested in it. But if their episode two is good, I'll review episode one and two next week. Uh, again, like, I thought Neek was really likable on there. Um, but that was about it there for the most part. It was just kind of like, um, I mean, it wasn't bad. I'll give it that. It was a good, it was fresh. It was all people we've never seen besides Megan. So it wasn't bad, but, um, for the most part, I liked this episode of Basketball Wives LA. So, uh, if you like this, I don't know if I'll be watching a full season of Basketball Wives, but I may. So, if I decide to, check back every week for the next episode, and uh, I think that will be it. Uh, I'm going to have some other non-review episodes uh, planned, um, maybe some interviews in mind. So, uh, you know, thanks for sticking with the first few little episodes of this show so far, and hopefully we'll get on track with some new stuff. I appreciate you for listening, and until the next episode, peace.